Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose steadfast love endures forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord God, your mercy delights in us, and the world longs for your loving care. Hear the cries of everyone in need, and turn our hearts to love our neighbors with the love of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy. The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all your undertakings, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your soil. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, just as he delighted in prospering your ancestors. When you obey the Lord your God by observing his commandments and decrees that are written in this book of the law, because you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Surely this commandment that I am commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will cross to the other side of the sea for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it. No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe the word of the Lord. Today we have Psalm 25. We will read the uneven verses and the congregation will read those verses in bold print. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Let none who look to you be put to shame. Rather, let those be put to shame who are treacherous. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. In you have I trusted all the day long. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your steadfast love and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. You are gracious and upright, O Lord. Therefore, you teach sinners in your way. If you lead the lowly in justice and teach the lowly your way. The second reading is taken from Colossians chapter 1. The letter to the Colossians was written to warn its readers of various false teachings. 
the first part of the letter is an expression of thanks for the faith, hope, and love that mark this community, including a prayer for strength and courage. A reading from Colossians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you, just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a fellow faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love in the spirit. For if... For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transformed us, transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The word of the Lord. Please rise as we prepare for the gospel. Jesus is challenged to explain what is involved in obeying the greatest commandment. He tells a parable rich in surprises. Those expected to show pity display hard hearts while the lowly give and receive unexpected lavish mercy. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. 
who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite. And when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed mercy with him. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. So I had to do a little bit of, I had to tweak our message just a little bit because I see people in the house who may not understand who the Hatfields and McCoys are. Any idea? Got it. Don't worry. So the message on its own this morning, uh, we, we understand the basics, but there's a lot more going on at the time that we don't know if we don't know the backstory. Samaritans were in conflict with the Israelites. They, well, they had had a lot of conflicts. So I was going to use the analogy of the Hatfields and McCoys, which are two infamous Western families, or at least Midwestern families, who were at conflict all the time. They were warring all the time. So in that, in that sense, if you see a man in the ditch who has been beat and left half dead, as it says, one of, we would expect a priest to stop, have pity, take care of, shepherd, help nurse back to life, do whatever he could to help. But he didn't. He said he passed on the other side of the road. In other words, I don't see you. I'm going on my way. Now, the Levite who would have had the Torah. He would have had the Jewish laws. And in the Jewish law, as we read, or as Dolores read, in the earlier Deuteronomy, it says in there, love your Lord your God, and on and on, which was the, which was the history that Jesus was asking the lawyer. And the lawyer responded, you shall love your Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and your neighbor, da, da, da. So the Levite, especially in those times, would have been expected to stop and take pity on his fellow man. He too passed on the other side. So it would be like a Hatfield being in the ditch and another Hatfield walking by and turning his head, going to the other side of the road and saying, I didn't see you, and walking by, and then the McCoy coming up and seeing somebody in that, in that ditch who is hurting and taking care of them. It's almost that stark, which kind of 
kind of, it brings a story more than just the little sticker on the back of the RV camper that says, Good Sam, which is where I, and where, of course, the Good Samaritan comes from. It's probably one of the most recognized stories from the Bible. Other things that don't stand out at first reading in here is, so, so first of all, the lawyer is, is testing Jesus. What, might, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, uh, there's a name for this that escapes me right now, but he answered his question with a question. And the attorney answered, you shall love your Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you've given the right answer. So it's, it's, no, it's no wonder, by the way, that the answer that he gave came out of our first reading, Deuteronomy. So Jesus was testing him as to his knowledge of, of how he should act. And he got it right. But wanting to justify himself, he also asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? So, so Jesus tells a parable. He tells a story. And he tells a story to exemplify who his neighbor is. But he doesn't just come right out and say, well, you know, the people that live within half a mile of you are your neighbor. He didn't do that. In essence, what he said, everybody on the earth is your neighbor. That is your call. Your call is to be a neighbor to everybody that's there. But he does it in the story, and he uses the contrast of the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan. Um, I was going to use the analogy of the Crips and Bloods, but I didn't think maybe they would get that either. And the best, maybe the best analogy would be a, a huge rivalry between teams that are always, always butting heads or, or getting excited during, during a sporting event, which seems kind of silly, doesn't it? But we do that. So knowing Jesus knew he was being tested, and he's, he's usually always a step ahead of whoever is asking him questions, which is kind of makes reading the Bible fun sometimes, right? And I've, I've said it before and up here that sometimes you can just see Jesus going, you know, giving, doing the dope slap to the back of the head. Come on! So in this instance, he, he, tells, he tells the parable to the, to the lawyer. And give me one moment. And then Jesus asked him, after telling the, telling the, telling the story, the, the parable, he said, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. That's curious. Because he, he didn't refer to the, the Samaritan by people. He didn't give them credit for being the one that stopped to help as, as a group of people. He only referred to him as the one who showed mercy. So he admitted that the Samaritan was, was doing the right thing, but he didn't identify him 
He didn't identify him as a race or as a group or as another entity. So that's one of those fun things about, about this story. So we hear frequently and often to, to take care of our neighbor, to go and do likewise. In fact, we hear it here just about every week. In our dismissal, for example, it says, go in peace, love your neighbor. How many hundreds of times have we heard that or a variation of that? And maybe the more important question is, how many more times do we need to hear it before we go out and do it? But that's what we're called to do. We're not called to take care of just our next door neighbor. We're not called to just take care of our friends whom we consider neighbors. Um, I've, said, I've said before because I heard it when a fellow, I thanked him for, a, for an act of kindness and he said, we take care of friends and family. And I'm thinking I need to amend that. So we need to take care of our friends and our family and our neighbors. It doesn't mince words. It doesn't just say friends and family. It says our neighbors. And who is our neighbor? Our, our neighbor might even be the, the faction of people with whom we've had incidents, to put it kindly. And how... How much of a mind bend would it be to be the person that walks past someone in need and see a you know, enemy of us or of the person in the ditch that stops to give comfort and care and pays for, for their pays for them to get better? That would hurt, wouldn't it? So speaking for my to myself, for myself, and with you. Let's, let's not be the people that find ourselves in that situation. We're called to go out and love thy neighbor as thyself. And we wouldn't leave ourselves in a ditch. We wouldn't leave ourselves unattended to half, half dead. So that's the message I see in today's gospel. Amen. Let us confess together. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Bless you.
United in Christ and guided by the Spirit, we pray for the church, the creation, and all in you. Good and gracious God, you have placed your word of love in the heart of our church. Fill your church with compassion that we bear the fruit of your healing mercy to a broken world. God of grace, hear our prayer. You created the earth with seeds sprouting up to new life. We pray for the flourishing of fruit trees and orchards, vines and bushes. Prosper the work of those who plant, tend, harvest, and gather. God of grace, show us your ways and teach us your paths of justice and love. Raise up community and national leaders to challenge and dismantle societal structures that perpetuate ethical, racial, and religious profiling and discrimination. God of grace, hear our prayer. Come near to all in need. Orchestrate kindness in the face of cruelty, hope where there is despair, love in the face of neglect, and comfort where there is death, and healing in illness. God of grace, hear our prayer. Turn this community towards neighbors in need. Bring aid and support to those who are poor, beaten down, abused, forgotten, silenced or avoided. God of grace, hear our prayer. You hear the cries of those who seek wisdom. Guide all bishops, pastors, missionaries, and other ministers of the gospel, especially presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Bless our neighbors in the Southeast Alaska cluster, and in River of Life Lutheran Church, Chugiak. God, in your mercy. And for what else do the people of God pray? For those with addictions? For all our neighbors. We give thanks for the saints who revealed your love and mercy in this life. Inspired by their witness, strength, strengthen us to live in hope. God of grace, hear our prayer. And God of every time and place, in Jesus' name, and filled with your Holy Spirit, we entrust these spoken prayers and those in our hearts into your holy keeping. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person. 
or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. God of abundance, you have set before us a plentiful harvest. As we feast on your goodness, strengthen us to labor in your field and equip us to bear fruit for the good of all. In the name of Jesus, amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Life-giving God, through this meal, you have bandaged our wounds and fed us with your mercy. Now send us forth to live for others, both friend and stranger, that all may come to know your love. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us announce together the mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. Now receive the blessing. The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always.
Go in peace. Love your neighbor. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.